0: Welcome to Noise Cancel Season 2.
1: Oh, shit. Are we rebranding? Is it Season 2?
0: <laughs> uh, Sure, why not? That yeah. provides backwards cover for the long break that we have taken.
1: Of course, we've both been in the lab working on these fire takes to uh, pitch to each other. It makes sense. I'm with you.
0: I- I'm down with it. Well, uh, you know, it's funny. So, I guess a little bit of inside baseball. Um the listeners might not realize that this show has a long history of recording sessions being upended by my job um, fairly late in the day. And uh, today I was like, great, there's no way that I'm going to be working as late as I would normally want to record. So I thought everything was all good. We talked earlier about, you know, this happening and I was very confident. And then as we start to leave the building, uh, mm-hmm. the person on my team who I was riding with uh, realized that he lost his car key for the rental car. Uh, I'm coming to you from San Antonio, Texas, by the way.
1: Oh, farts. Uh, home of the 72 ounce
0: <laughs> steak, right? It's home to not a lot of things, um, but perhaps that. Mm-hmm. But, um, so problem A is that... Um, Well, let me rewind a little bit. So we have a team here of, mm, I think, like maybe eight or nine people. Uh, And most of them are flying out tonight, except for myself and this one other person. So the object was that I was going to hitch a ride back to the hotel with him. And then tomorrow we were going to go to the airport. So as we're leaving, he realizes he does not have his the key for his rental car. Scariest um, fucking...
1: Second scariest only to losing your wallet. What a terrifying uh, <laughs>
0: fucking experience. Which someone else on our team did <laughs> yesterday.
1: This is such a cursed expedition.
0: Well, kind of. And, you know, with, without going into uh, details that I cannot discuss mm-hmm. about where it is that we are working right now, uh, the the office for the corporation uh, or for the company or whatever you want to call it is large. Um, You know, it's like these big office parks that you get like kind of out in the suburbs where you know, somebody has like a big old office that's just like sprawls across a very large area. It's like bigger than a mall. So, Mm -hmm. you know, even if you realize that you have lost something while you were still in the building, actually trying to like retrace your steps and find it is nearly impossible because this place is fucking gigantic
1: i know i know the type you've you've been everywhere and didn't even think twice about it so yeah i know exactly what you mean
0: and then on top of that you know especially for us as visitors to this establishment we don't really have free reign of the ground nor do we necessarily kind of like know what stuff is right so The way that things work with uh, Hertz, the rental car company that we use, them I can name. Um, Mm -hmm. We thought, okay, well, cool. We'll just call and get the spare key. Of course they have a spare key.
1: Oh, I love where this (laughs) is going.
0: (laughs) So, right. Of course, they've got a, a, a spare key because they're a rental car company and every car comes with two keys. Why would they not have an extra key? What the fuck would happen I if mean, I, we lost the key?
1: Stands the fucking reason. And the
0: plan was that um, one of the guys who was on the way to the airport anyway had some extra time. So, we were going to have him get the key and then bring it back to us because the airport's only like 15 minutes from where we are. So, he was going to get the key and turn around and come back. But then. We called, and they're like, we don't have another key. And I'm not sure if that's because... Hold on. It's
1: please. Not, not. Okay. So, what what this place, this uh, established <laughs> business has mm-hmm. told you is, we don't have a backup to literally the thing they give anybody who buys a car, much less a multi-million, maybe even billion dollar corporation. Am I understanding
0: you correctly? Yeah, that's that's you know the 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 major facts of that are are correct. Um, and you know, and this is not a, a hurts hurts is not new. I mean, right to to they've your been own for, point,
1: oh, they've been forever. Yeah,
0: they have been around long enough that there was a time when having OJ Simpson as their spokesperson was a good idea. So you would think that like there's no way in the world that we're the first people to have lost a car key in the history of the the operation of this business
1: couldn't be so this is mildly analogous to um and obviously it's not the same caliber but like it reminds me if it was the first time it's like the first time someone brought a gun on a plane uh it was some palestinian terrorist that hijacked a flight in 1968 and then that's when they started actually screening luggage and shit at the airport like i wonder now i'm excited to think that Hertz maybe really has been that ass backwards that the fear of fees and of you know judgment from the clerk has made
0: people retain their keys and this is literally the first time they've ever faced this test well maybe and unfortunately then they're gonna they're gonna have the wrong takeaway from this because they're gonna say well you know that asshole lost his keys but this is the first time this has happened in 50 years so we don't need to change our policy this was you know uh, uh, an anomaly right now somehow again i i would find it tough to believe that this has never happened before or just that like someone has locked the keys in their car or I mean who knows but for some reason they do not have a second copy of this key so what they have to do is send a tow truck to our location not one of their tow trucks of course they have to call Like, I mean, I I guess no one really owns tow trucks. There's just like a weird shadow economy of tow trucks that, you know, we're all familiar with, but no one really understands. And somehow they still operate.
1: They're like, uh, yeah, they're like my, I remember reading up on this recently and uh, they're, they're basically independent operators. They're kind of like, um, they're kind of like ambulances. They're companies and they just do their thing. Like they have contracts with the city, uh, multiple ones. And it's basically like a very cutthroat industry of like first one there
0: gets the toe. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. So we tell them, you know, we're stranded and they're like, all right, well, we'll send a truck. So. First we have to explain to them where we are. And the thing is is like this building that we're at technically has an address, but it's just like it's just a fucking office park out somewhere. Like, it's not like, you know, it's the Wendy's on 732 Smith Street. It's like a big office park off in the cut that like and for anyone who's around, you probably don't even have to name because you're just like, oh, it's the big office park off of wherever the I f- I don't even know the name of the road. Mm-hmm. But like For the customer service person on, you know, wherever it is that Hertz has their customer service when you call them, she doesn't know where this office park is. So you can't just say, oh, it's the office park off of, you know, Johnson Road or whatever it is where we were. You ever been to San Antonio? Yeah, exactly. Like, we had that conversation with her.
1: But that brings me to another question, actually. I, I think mm-hmm. I'm going to have more... Qu- okay, just to foreshadow something I want to talk about, I think I'm going to have more <laughs> questions about this than I did about the Boss Baby before and after I saw the Boss Baby. But um, uh, don't do that. You know this is going to be rich. But anyway, so... You are familiar with the concept of OnStar, right?
0: Uh, yes, Of course correct. you are.
1: Yes. Are you also... A n- Stop me if I'm skipping ahead, but are you meaning to tell me that a multi-million dollar company like OJ Simpson Presents Hertz not only doesn't have a spare key, but they have no way of geolocating their vehicles?
0: And additionally, not only geolocating, but just like, say, opening the car doors, because it's possible that the key is in the car. And and this is a brand new car, by the way. Like, this isn't like an old car. It's a pretty new car. They can do that
1: on vans. They They can can definitely do that. There's a a plot point in an okay movie called Stretch in which it's all about an on-star person turning your car
0: on with no key. Or in fact, like many insurance companies such as, say, like Geico, or I think probably even if you have AAA or somebody, if you call them from the side of the road through their apps, then part of the functionality of the app is that it uses the GPS location on your phone to tell exactly where you (laughs) are. Yes. So there's... There are plenty of widely available solutions all the way from, you know, the most basic analog of have a second copy of the key all the way up to, you know, newfangled technology. Somehow Hertz has decided not to employ any single one of these to protect its, you know, $40,000 automobile. Yeah. So we tell the woman on the phone, like, listen, you know i we don't really have a lot of good information for you but if you just tell the tow truck driver we're at this such and such a place they're they're definitely gonna know where it is so she you know eventually buys that and and indeed calls the tow truck driver and says hey they're at such and such a place and he knows where it is because he's a fucking tow truck driver he knows where shit is right in in san antonio he runs the routes yeah Exactly. And this isn't even, like, an obscure location. Again, like, you know, you know where the office parks are if you're a tow truck driver in a certain place. In fact, as we were leaving, to skip ahead in the story a little bit, Mm -hmm. another driver from that exact same company was coming in as we were going out to respond to two different calls for people who needed flat tires. So, again, like, this is not the first time that this tow truck company has been to this place because there are hundreds of people that work here and... Yeah, someone has a car problem probably every day, let alone, you know, once a month or often enough for them to know where this place is. I,
1: I like that this story has the possibility for a lot of insane firsts. But, like, yeah, like, the, <laughs> they've never been there. I like the idea that they've never been there because no one's ever locked their keys in their car, had their battery die, or, you know, whatever. Right,
0: Like right. Because, yeah. yeah, there's things that can happen even other than losing a key that would require a tow truck. Yeah, part such of, as those that you name.
1: part of me is secretly hoping that like this is going to be a story about like so like you're going to casually dismiss it I was like and that's how I got stuck in a time warp and back to the future myself and then you're just going to try to gloss it over if that's well, it I, you have to I, let me know I was
0: starting to suspect that at a certain <laughs> point because it just seemed like but even even in the 80s even in the 50s like I, I, I don't know when they started renting cars but it just seems to me that like you, you have another copy of the key When you rent an apartment from someone, they have a copy of the key, right? Because they might need to get in at some point.
1: Or you might get locked out because you might lose
0: your keys. Sure. Or if you get a P.O. box at the post office, I'm pretty sure they have another copy of the key. Um, I guess maybe the exception is a safe deposit box at the bank, where there's reasons why they don't want to have another copy of the key. But like, right. yeah, if you're renting cars to someone, keep a second copy of the key. The car comes with two keys, and yeah, exactly.
1: And even then, from what I, it from, comes with it.
0: From what I recall, is even with
1: a safety deposit box, uh, they give you both copies because they know right. you might want to have one and you might want to have a trustee with the other, like the the most basic cya protocol there ever was is the number 2 so I, i'm sorry we're just we're not doing this please continue <laughs> tell me what happened with this tow truck that well, like let let me let me rebuild the suspense so this tow truck obviously knows where you are because they know where the tow park is or the office park is please continue
0: well but then the problem is is that knowing where the office park is 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 one thing but then getting into it is another thing because like even for us who like we don't work there work there but we have business there yes it has been difficult getting in and out of this place every day because as anyone knows who has ever been to an office park um the most overzealous people in the world are the security people at the entrance oh, to an office yes, park because they have everything. a very little bit of power and they are going to wield it every, like like Thor's hammer.
1: Every time they have the fake badges and all the stolen valor that comes with it, like the Prius <laughs> that has a shield. Uh, also, are you ready to get tripped out before you continue? Please. Uh, do you know how early car rentals go back?
0: Uh, Tell me.
1: They were popularized around the time I was mentioning, but apparently there is a company that is still in business to this day called Sixth, S-I-X-T, a German company, that that was established in 1912.
0: Uh, See, there you go.
1: Yeah, and then there's apparently even just individual examples of rental cars back to 1906, just people advertising, which is funny because we've looped that back, and now there are those companies, like, uh, not Zipcar, but I forget what it's called, but there is a company where you can, like, it's the anti-Uber where you can just, like, let somebody come to your house. It's like an Airbnb for your car. You can just let yes. them stroll up and and borrow your car. And I, I don't know that that's a good idea.
0: Well, but yeah, I mean, in fact, it stands to reason that car rentals were probably the, like the very first business to spring up around cars. Right. Because like, especially when they first came out, there were probably like more cars than there were people to buy them or like more of a desire to have a car than there was the, the ability to actually purchase one. So I'm sure like some sort of mechanism to rent a car was one of the first things that they developed, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Makes sense. I mean, think about, like, it's even pervasive in the DNA of interactions to this day is sometimes you need to ask somebody for a ride. You can pay for it. You can't. Like, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Like, day two after the automobile got popular, they probably thought, like, I could probably let somebody borrow this or pay. somebody could pay me to use it. You know what I mean? Because you got to monetize everything. Shout and out then to Thomas Edison. The afternoon,
0: <laughs> and then the afternoon of day two, they probably said, "Hey, we we should keep a second copy of the key to this thing around, <laughs> just in case you know this guy falls off a cliff or something."
1: And the evening of day two, they were like, "Let me draw a map of where this car is, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna leave a trail of breadcrumbs back to the office."
0: Right. So, so so. Besides the fact that the tow truck has some trouble at the gate actually getting in, which, by the way, like, what do the security people think that the guy is doing? Like, what kind of elaborate scheme (laughs) has this tow truck driver developed to break into this office park where, at least as far as I know, there's nothing, like, there's nothing particularly like worst like we're not working at Area 51 or like Fort Knox or something. Like you could probably go in there and steal a bunch of Dell computers or something like that. But you know, there, there's there's no real reason that someone is gonna go through the 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 trouble to obtain a tow truck and a fake tow truck outfit and then use that as a way to stealthily sneak into this office park at 7 o'clock or whatever time it was on a Thursday.
1: Uh, do you work in Hollywood? Because you should. Because I think you just described the plot of Gone in 61 Seconds, a spec script I'm <laughs> writing. Actually, we're <laughs> writing now because you,
0: you you get at least the story by credit. Right. I'm I, I. That's the way that the union thing works. Is I get at least something. Exactly.
1: I, I mean, I, yeah, I wouldn't finesse you out of this wonderful idea. Like, now, you know what? continue because my brains a popping but yes so <laughs> so they're getting they're getting hassled by kevin james at the right. at the fucking front
0: so you know eventually he gets in and then part two is now we have to tell him like where we are because i'm sure this building has some sort of address but i don't believe the individual doors have addresses nor do they even really have, like, names on them. Like, every building just has the name of the company. There's not a thing that says, like, this is the blue door or this is, you know, the Frank door, whatever the fuck. It's just it's just a door. So, again, you would think that a simple solution to this would be, hey, we've all got smartphones. I'm just going to whip this out. I'm going to open up the map. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a screenshot and I'm going to send it to you and say, this is where I am. Or if we both have iPhones, you can use the load. There's all kinds of ways to do this, but for some reason none of those are acceptable to this driver. Uh, but eventually he does in fact co- get in. And it's remarkable actually how quickly and easily he got the, the car up onto the, the bed of this tow truck. Um, basically just kind of like put the thing down and backed up to it and then there it was. Um but the process of actually getting him to our location was like probably about 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine that he was any further away than a mile when we talked to him. It was just, or or really when we talked to the person who talked to him before he talked to us, he couldn't have been more than about a mile away because it's just not that far that he could be from where we are. Um, but nonetheless, despite all of that, We did manage to get, or I managed to get back to the hotel. The guy who actually rented the car now has to go to the airport and have, I'm sure, an extremely frustrating conversation with the car rental place. Uh, But Mm -hmm. I did make it back.
1: Well, that's good to hear. Uh, And so, questions. Many, 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 many questions. Sure. Uh, Number the first, did they ever recover the key? Did it get found in in the turlet or... Did he find it on the flight back? Or, you know, I have to
0: know what happened to this key, man. Well, I mean, at at this point, we don't know because the, the other problem is that, in all likelihood, yes, it was dropped somewhere in the building. Now, also in all likelihood, just based on where we were in that building, someone probably found it. Now, like one of the people, the actual employees of the company who was there, was like, oh, well, We can check the the lost and found and to their credit, they actually do have a, like the system for the lost and found is before you even go there, you can actually like go to, I guess, like, you know, whatever, some URL or like internal company portal and you can go and there's like a digital record Of anything someone has turned into the lost and found so you can just check on your own if the thing that you're looking for has been turned in rather than going there, which is actually wonderful and smart. But the problem is, is that like whenever he lost this key. Maybe then, like one of the cleaning people finds it, or maybe even one of the employees finds it, say, you know, at three o'clock in the afternoon. Now, if you're lucky, that person immediately took it to the lost and found and turned it in, and then whoever it is that's job it is, is like makes that entry and puts it in the system. But in all likelihood, that person puts the thing in their pocket, and even if they do eventually take it to lost and found, they're not gonna do that until it's kind of convenient to them. So, After we realize that he's lost the key at maybe about 5 o'clock, even if we go check the little lost and found site at, you know, 530, the chances that the key has actually made it to lost and found and has been logged in that system seem minimal to me. Because, like, if a cleaning person finds it, they're gonna go turn it in when they happen to be down that way three hours from now. Of course, So, yeah. it may turn up, but who the fuck knows? They,
1: they probably have a tray of shit they find that they need to return. Uh, and it's funny because you now reminded me of a story about maybe the most stupid thing that has ever happened to me. Uh in existence, like, almost as bad as the time that I cut my, my thumb because I saw hair on my razor and tried to, like, you know, fluff it nope. out. Don't do it. I, I was so stupid. But do yeah. you, you want to hear this?
0: Well, I mean, that that seems... Oh, wait, this is a different story than the razor story. This is a different story than the razor okay, story. I'm like, well, I think that was the story. No, please continue.
1: Okay, so I lost a pair of pants this weekend. <laughs> meaning what while i was completely sober and actually being responsible so are you wearing the pants before you lost i them? was not so here's what happened on saturday i had an event to attend it was a simpsons trivia night so i had to go and show off in front of a bunch of pasty people how much i know about a tv show right you know what happens uh And at the same time, I also had to do some actual responsible shit. Like, um, I had to go out and buy a new water pitcher because our old one was broken. As well as I realized uh, when I woke up on Saturday that, you know, I should probably do laundry. You know, right now, I have a few items I need to wash for work, including my work pants. Uh, I should get them out of the way. And luckily, there's a laundromat around the corner from where i'm going to the simpsons trivia so this will be perfect and you know that way i don't have to do a gigantic load in a month i can just go and you know do piecemeal and it's not a fucking endeavor sure so i go and i do my thing you know i buy my water pitcher which is delightful in fuchsia and I, I pulled the ultimate finesse which is uh i get to the target And uh, not to reveal where I do my shopping, but I get to the target and (laughs) I'm looking for the specific uh, Brita filter and I go to where they are and it's not there. And I needed a specific color because, number one, the brand has to be strong. And secondly, it was also five dollars cheaper than the, the regular price. So what I did is a move and stop me if you've heard this one. I feel like you have done this before, but correct me if I'm wrong. I pulled it up. On Target's website on my phone. Oh
0: Jesus Christ! Ugh, yeah. <laughs> so you have <laughs> there, but um, but I know that there are so many potential horror shows that can come after this seemingly logical thing that you're trying to do that I still have no idea where this is about to go.
1: No, of course. But, I mean, this is just a a little flavor text. So, anyway, I I buy it, and I'm walking out the door of the Target. I get the notification that it's ready, so I go back and get it. Then I drive to the laundromat, and, you know, business as usual. I'm washing my clothes. I'm sitting there. There is a strange child that keeps staring at me. Uh, There's a woman who, and this is a pet peeve of mine, Uh, And I do think it borders on child abuse, but there's a woman who's doing her laundry and she has three kids with her. She has an infant. She has the middle child, clearly, uh, who is a little boy. And the older child, who's a little girl, little girl's helping her mom do the folding. The baby's, you know, being a baby, you know, not quite a, not quite a boss baby, but still. And then being around. Exactly. And the middle child is in the corner wailing and crying. And she is acting like she has headphones on like I do. You know what I mean? And I was in the laundromat for approximately an hour and 15 minutes. And the entire time I had headphones on and I was listening to a podcast, uh, just probably old archives of our show. Uh, but anyway, so the entire time, you know how, when something is so piercing, you feel that low rumble. Yeah. Yeah. For an hour and 15 minutes, I'm hearing a child cry and be neglected by its mother. And I wanted to say something, but at the same time, like this is how, this is how people get flamboyed. How
0: old is this child? My guess is three, maybe four. Old enough to speak English. Yeah. So therefore old enough to be told to shut the fuck up.
1: Sure. But I don't know what happened in the prior moments before I got there. But all I know is in an hour and 15 minutes, how heartless do you have to be to not like check on your kid once? Because I'm telling you, in that hour and 15 minutes that I was doing laundry not once she acted like he wasn't there now she there's a possibility she might be deaf but i doubt it because there were several times where she turned in the direction and saw the child literally doing everything he could for attention he's wailing and he's screaming he's holding on to like the tray he's in the corner sitting then all of a sudden he's sitting and like for the first 20 minutes i thought okay this is a tantrum and he'll get over it he'll realize that he's not getting the attention and he'll move on But no. So, again, I'm already, like, in an okay mood because I'm, like, happy at how productive I've been. But, like, again, it's buzzing in from underneath and I'm just trying to listen to podcasts and chill. Uh, So, the pair of pants that I have to wash that day, because, you know, I have a few work pairs, but this is the one that was dirty. And so, the person I bought them from at the store gave me the advice that I should try to just let them air dry, uh, because, you know, heat can be very uh, damaging to fibers. Uh, so I, and I had done it once before and it worked. So this time I do the same thing. And so I like fold it over, like, I assume this is a universal thing for laundromats, but you know how you have the cart that has the rail as well for like Mm -hmm. hanging stuff. Yeah. So I flip them over the rail because I don't bring hangers because I only do the bare necessities when I wash my clothes. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so I fold everything. I put it all away. I walk back to my car, put it in, walk over to Simpsons trivia, dominate as usual, you know, flex it and then live my life. I continue to, to go ahead then I wake up on Sunday morning and I'm like, man, like I'm waking up and I'm stirring and I'm like, man, you use a genius, Raph. You're so smart. I can't believe you were smart enough to do laundry and all that. Like, you know, self-congratulating, pretty hardcore. And as I'm laying in bed, I'm like, man, what a great idea that was. Uh, you know, it's too bad you have to go to work tomorrow, you know, but at least you can enjoy this Sunday. Uh, and then
0: I think about it. And I'm like,
1: huh, where did I put those pants? yeah
0: yeah <laughs> i'm like how do we get to the part of the story where you're lying in bed thinking about it something is missing exactly <laughs> and so i think and i look and i get up and like
1: uh, i have a real big tendency to self-flagellate i'm sure that's shocking to you but uh the first thing i think is why are you such a stupid idiot like directly contrasting the the praise i was bestowing upon myself a minute earlier and I tear my room apart, and I'm like, yeah, they're not here. So I call the laundromat, and I call them. It takes them 20 minutes to answer the phone. And I explain to them, like, hey, did anybody report a pair of pants missing? And she laughs because, you know, that's <laughs> that's a funny question to get asked. <laughs> And then she goes, oh, I'm sorry. You know, she apologizes. I'm like, no, I get it. And I'm like, yeah, I I was there yesterday, and there's a pair of work pants, and they're very specific. Like, it's a specific brand. It's a specific size. Like, it's not like I'm asking, like, did anybody have a t-shirt there? You know, I'm like... "Uh, it's a pair of you know dress pants. They were drying. Blah blah blah. She's like, "You've got an
0: accurate description of your pants."
1: Exactly. I, I know what they are. So anyway, and uh, sh- the the woman that works there is like, "I didn't work last night, but let me check." And then it it struck me as odd because she says, uh, "Can I call you back in twenty minutes?" And I say, "Okay." And she goes, "Actually, why don't you give me? Um, why don't I give you my phone number?" And I'll, you can call me back, and I go. I hate everything about that response. Right, right. But get this. So, I'm like, sure. I mean, isn't is there an, uh, an issue? And she goes, Well, when I give her my phone number, she goes, Well, isn't that uh, isn't that long distance? And I tell her, because as you recall, my cell phone number is 786 564 6611. It's a Florida area code. And I go, well, "Well, yes. Fine.
0: Yeah. Except because we live in 2017, (laughs) the year when we first started renting cars, like, what the fuck is long distance anymore? Who cares?
1: Right? It's not a thing unless you're calling other unless you're calling other countries, and even then, it's cents on the dollar. Right. Um, but yeah, so I'm telling you, she literally tells me, "I don't think I can call you back on this long distance number," and I just didn't have the time or the patience to debate with this woman how dialing a phone number works. So I tell her, "Okay, fine. Like, yeah, I'll take it." And so, the thing about this laundromat is that it's literally five minutes from my house. Like the the bar next to it is the is a you know a place I used to go to all the time. If you're ever in San Diego, I'll take you there. It's called Tilt Two, and uh, okay. li- listeners as well. It's a fun place. It's actually really awesome. So I I'm five minutes away, and I had to go out anyway because I was uh, meeting somebody later that night or later that afternoon. So I think okay, great. It's like let me just go out. I have time before. Uh, I have to meet this person. I was simultaneously, I needed to go work out, but also, uh, I have time. I can make a five minute pit stop, see if she found my pants. Like,
0: they're there instead of having to wait for a phone call. Well, right. Because what, and also what is she doing with that 20 minutes? Like either you have the pants or you don't. Right. And it doesn't take 20 (laughs) minutes to look around a laundromat for a very specific pair of pants.
1: It really doesn't. Uh, but I think, okay, you know, like, I'm not gonna argue with her, I just really want these pants back. So, I drive down there, and I walk up and I see this woman who looks extra flustered, and I tell her, hi, my name is, uh, Raph, I called earlier, um... I was here, and I I left a pair of pants. And she's like, oh, you came by. And, like, she seemed mystified at the idea that I would show up to look for my pair of
0: pants. Clearly, this place is convenient to your home, because why (laughs) else would you be there doing laundry? Right? But, yeah, so it was a series of these things.
1: But, anyway, I I also found out that, apparently, like, 11 in the morning on a Sunday is the worst time to do laundry in the entire world. Because, fucking, I'm navigating shitloads of kids and parents. Like, there's there's so many children running past me, and like so many people giving me like hard looks and and dead eyes. And it's like I'm just here, dude. Like nobody's grabbing your shit. Like I just don't understand. Maybe it's because I I don't know, but I just don't understand
0: the aggression. That- it seems like your pants have been stolen. I I don't know how where the story is gonna go, but right. I mean it's entirely possible that people have a history of having their garments uh, uh stolen. From this yeah. laundromat. So maybe they know something that you didn't. That's...
1: that I hadn't even considered that possibility. Which is that, yeah.
0: you know, if you're there with your laundry, you better be, you know, shooting around some ice grills to make sure that people <laughs> don't get a little too handsy.
1: Right. Because, like, so, there's some things I understand and I still think are bullshit. Like, and I'm sure you're, you'll agree with this. Like, the, the assholes that take it upon themselves to take your laundry out if uh if you're not there to get it immediately it it was a big problem when i was in college and it happens time and again at laundromats as an adult but like don't touch other people's shit man like come the the fuck on you know but anyway
0: if nothing else like the the furthest that i will maybe go is i will ask the person who works there to take it out right and even then in which case they are accepting responsibility or they just tell me no yeah, but and either way, I'm not touching your shit.
1: Don't touch anybody's shit. But anyway, so I walk in and she's like opening up uh, a couple of places. She's like, come with me. You know, we'll see. I think there's a few places where they store stuff that was left behind. And so she opens the door. And actually, I just realized the story is much more relatable than I thought. And you'll see in a second. So she opens like a little side door and she's like, here's a bag. Uh, I think this is what was left behind. Like, I don't know. This woman seemed very clueless. She was very nice, but she also seemed very, very, very clueless as to how the world
0: works. Um, Or to to how a laundromat works, despite working in one.
1: If she told me it was her first day, I would have believed her. But (laughs) so, anyway, I'm looking through this bag, and they're not there. And so I'm like, fuck. I'm thinking, like, you are such a stupid idiot. Uh, To myself. You know, not her. She didn't do anything. But um, mm. <laughs> you said it, not me. But that doesn't mean we don't agree. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, anyway, so she's like, let me check a few more places. But anyway, so I give her back the bag I've sifted through and th- the, my pants are not there. So she puts them back and she closes the door and she locks it. And then she turns to me and goes, oh, and I'm like, oh, right. And she, uh, what? Oh. <laughs> Alex, dead ass, dead ass, she says to me, did you see me grab another pair of keys? Oh, Jesus Christ. And I look at her and I go, I'm sorry, what? She's like, did you see me holding another pair of keys? And I'm thinking
0: how would I even know to look for this? <laughs> right. So I don't I, know how many keys you normally carry. Yeah, what, so wh- wh- she, Why would that be part of this conversation? Right. So
1: she put, I politely say, I'm not sure. So she goes, hold on something. Hold on. So she opens the thing up again, uh, the door, and she pulls it out. And she's like, maybe there's another bag here, right? And she goes and she finds like another little basket and they're not in there either. And she goes, do you see another set of keys in here? And I tell her, no, like, it's a dark, like, storage closet. Like, no, I don't see any keys. I only see the ones that you have in your hand that you used to open the door. And she says, oh, because I, I, I have another set of keys and I can't find them. And, she, and she's giving me nothing to work with. She's not specifying what they're for. I'm assuming they're duplicates, right? At the same mm-hmm. time, at the same time, her phone rings, she takes a call and she's like, no, I can't talk. I, you know, like, I got to call you back. And hangs up. So she's looking around for these keys, and I'm just like, I-, I don't know what to do. Like how I don't even know what these keys look like. I'm gonna be of no help, you know? And so at a certain point she goes, Where did I leave those keys? said in that intonation. And right. so I'm just Which like,
0: I'm starting to understand what's happening here, but continue.
1: <laughs> right. And so she eventually says did i leave them back there and she's asking me legitimately and like while i am a detective and i do pay attention to things i'm like no i didn't see you drop any keys
0: you were already in the middle of a whole different mystery like right you were chasing I, down the joker and then suddenly someone's like hey i found this green question mark and like i'm, I'm busy
1: listen save point it i'll be back for this but, right so anyway I uh, I tell her they're not here, and she's like, "I can think of a few other places to look." Um, so she closes back up the closet we were looking at, and she's like, "Follow How me." How big is this laundromat? It's uh, pretty decent sized. but there, there should
0: not really be that many places to look.
1: There really shouldn't, and that's again, you're you're getting it. But <laughs> so she's like, and so she locks the door of the little like side sink that they use, and then she turns to me and goes, "Hey, sorry about that." And I say, what's that? She's like, oh, I found the other keys. They were in my back pocket. (laughs) So take that in for a second. Enjoy that. So... I have been shaggy dog storied
0: by this woman so far about a set of keys. Yeah, because P.S. don't apologize to me about losing your keys because I, I don't give a shit. I didn't come here to help you find your keys. I came here looking for my pants.
1: Right. It's not, like I, it's not like I was the last wash at nine o'clock and you were like, hey, remember we were chatting and I lost track of time, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. So then she's like, I can think of a few other places. So she's walking me through. And again, everybody's fucking eye screwing me. I feel, like, I feel like the new fish in prison. And she opens a few other places and they're truly not there. Uh, so yeah, the pants are not in this laundromat anymore. And so she says, I'm really sorry. I didn't work last night. Why don't I take your phone number down? Which you already had. And, and she says, uh, there is someone who worked last night, uh, or last afternoon. And, you know, we'll call you if she finds anything. And I'm like, all right, fine. That works. And so I leave, and I remember having this moment where I thought to myself, like, this has to be the stupidest thing I've ever done. Because, like, how, like, the sole reason I came here mostly was to wash those work pants and then, you know, a few other, like, t shirts and stuff I had, you know, just rounding out the load. But then as I'm sitting there and I'm looking up the name of, uh, of a store, I'm texting a friend of mine, and she tells me, uh the friend who i'm meeting that night and she tells me well you never know what could have happened somebody could have needed them better and that's what struck me at the end of it was i started to think what is the worst off scenario what is the best off dilemma the me an idiot who literally went to the laundromat to do one piece of laundry and brought a lot with the rest with him and took everything else back but the one piece of laundry that mattered. Or simultaneously, the person who walked into a laundromat saw a pair of laundered pants on a rail and thought, today's my lucky day. Things are going to turn
0: around for me. Wet pants, by the way, not even dry pants.
1: Yes, wet, washed but wet. So they were wet as fuck. Out of the motherfucking washer. So, again, and this counts as a pseudo um, moral dilemma. Wh- what is the balance? I didn't. This is the first time I've ever been conflicted with the idea of the balance of the universe and the world. Is what, like, what happened? Why wouldn't you turn in a pair of pants that, you know, I'm a big guy, so for most people they're going to be comedically large like unless re- <laughs> unless fucking fred rerun barry returned from the dead and needed to go to a job interview i don't see who the fuck is going to need a pair right. of larger gentleman's pants
0: with a very generous crotch wink wink it's, it's but, a very specific uh set of circumstance that have to occur so specific for a person to wander by and quote need those pants more than you um so a couple of things yes uh So, I I can only discern that what was happening with this woman who worked at the Mm laundromat was that you you intersected with a bad day that she was having, which is that she realized sometime earlier that she lost those keys, and as she was like playing out the scenario in which she had to explain to maybe her boss or someone that she lost the keys because there's probably no second set of keys because, as we've learned, people don't have one of those. Right.
1: I'm starting to to think that the second keys are a myth. (laughs) Which,
0: if you ever try to get a key copied, there's a lot of keys that they won't copy. But anyway, so Mm -hmm. what's happening is that thing where, as she is playing the tape forward to the bad consequences of having to tell her boss that she lost these keys she's running up against little things that she thinks are the harbinger of this bad conversation to come later i.e someone calling and needing to find pants that she can't access because she lost her key so you were kind of like enhancing this panic scenario for her by You know, demonstrating to her that losing these keys was not a good thing and whatever it was that might be trying to tell her that it's not a big deal is being shot down because as soon as she lost the keys, somebody immediately had a reason that she needed the keys. So she was in a panic state and perhaps stupider than she normally would be, I hope.
1: I I I agree with you because that makes sense. And again, she was a perfectly crumulent person, but like again, (laughs) I didn't even add them up until I was in my car, like it was a hot Sunday, I was already dressed in fucking gym clothes and I was already like panic stressed, so I'm like a little bit riper than I'd like to be. And so I don't know if that's what it was, where she thought it was like some wild man trying to like run an angle. And it's like, no, this can like, again, this cannot be, you cannot tell me that this is the first time that someone has ever left something behind in a laundromat and called for it. You can't.
0: Well, so that brings me to part two. Okay. Um, oh, yes. Whatever happened to your pants mm-hmm. will be a mystery forever, but in all likelihood, they were just thrown away. That's um, what I was
1: afraid of, but...
0: I do not believe that the laundromat actually makes any real attempt to keep track of the things that are left behind. A large percentage of them probably no one ever does try to claim, but even for those that don't, they probably figure, eh, fuck it. It's more trouble to try to keep track of this than to just, Mm -hmm. like, get rid of them. So maybe it's possible that if you respond quickly enough that you will, like, get the things back. But I'm pretty sure most of that shit just gets thrown away. And your pants (sighs) probably just got thrown away.
1: That's what I was afraid of. I I literally thought about checking the trash cans. On, outside of the laundromat but then I realized like no they probably use the dumpster and like I can afford a new pair of pants I actually have a few other ones I can use so like it's not going to be the cost ratio face value of checking the trash for new pa- for pants is not worth it to me
0: which also reinforces the, the theory of her own panic state because she probably is like even though you and I are saying yeah people leave stuff at the laundromat all the time in reality, a lot of times people probably don't come back for things. So right. perhaps she was actually, A, legitimately surprised that you did come back. Mm-hmm. And B, did not want to admit to you that she was in fact working last night or this morning. And she knows where your pants are because she's <laughs> the one that threw them the fuck away. <laughs> and now she feels bad about it. But she, did it, she didn't have a lie prepared because she didn't expect to need one. Yeah. So she's like flailing uh, which also then perhaps somewhat changes my theory on the first one, because maybe the reason that she forgot her keys were in her pocket is because too much of her brain power was devoted to trying to like come up with some reason to explain away your pants that will not anger you as much as the truth would.
1: That I hadn't even thought about that. I just wanted to believe that I, it was within 24 hours, within even probably 12 hours, truthfully. Um and i just wanted to hope that like again they they were a very specific pair of pants that i thought Maybe somebody would come after this, like, especially and I think you might be more correct than you thought. And I thought, because when I was sifting through the bag they had of like what she says, like, I think this is what was left over last night. It was all incidental stuff. You wouldn't notice like a sock, a blanket. And like, that's the thing is most of the time when you leave stuff at the laundromat, it's probably a little thing like a pillowcase that got stuck in the machine and you didn't give it a right spin. And so, you know, it didn't pop out. And you didn't even think about it till you got home. Uh, Although I've realized that this is the second time, well, this is the second time I forgot about something at the laundromat. Because the last time I did laundry, uh, I was with the express purpose of washing my sheets. And it turns out that the sheets fell out of my bag. So I went and did all of my laundry and came back and found out, well, I came back and I couldn't find them in the in the uh bag that i brought back so i'm panicking thinking like fuck i left my sheets at the laundromat and like that's even worse because like a pair of pants i have others but like sheets like especially freshly laundered sheets like i'm not gonna sleep on a mattress like tony fucking soprano like i need
0: sheets (laughs) well you know one might have some questions about your laundry process but uh you're not the one on trial here, so we're just going to discard that for, you know, at least right uh,
1: now. Of course. And it turns out that, yeah, they had fallen out. Uh, and there's a laundromat that sucks, but it's within walking distance. So I just went in and, you know, literally wasted money to do one load of laundry with just my sheets. But it was worth it because it was it was uh in March. And I remember it was because that was the day that um, original pirate material came out. So I listened to the thing on loop while I was doing laundry, and it was awesome.
0: Good enough. Uh, Now, for part the third, uh, to your friend who said something to the effect of, well, maybe someone, you know, took the pants who needed them more. Mm -hmm. Uh, Besides the issue that we've already covered about the extremely uh, unlikely scenario in which someone who needed your pants actually did wander by, Mm -hmm. I... I hate a person who responds to the idea of theft by saying something to the effect of, well, I guess somebody needed it more than me, as if they are somehow, like, subscribing to some Zen Buddhist philosophy about, like, the circle of pants or whatever the fuck. There are a lot of things that I need that Mm -hmm. does not give me the right to then just take them from someone else who has them. If for no other reason than that, like how do I know that I actually need these pants more than you do?
1: Right. And I, and I agree with that. And it's funny because I was actually thinking about this more and more. Um, and I realized while we were talking, I was telling you the story that I think she was fucking with me. Like, I think she was just doing a bit, I certainly hope so. This is someone I've been seeing, uh, for a little bit. You know what I mean. And sure. so yeah, so I think she might have actually been fucking with me.
0: Well, I think you need to clarify that because if not, then you need to have a, a very uncomfortable conversation. I was just
1: gonna say because if if she wasn't fucking with me, then then yeah, like that's dumb. Don't say that to people. That's not gonna make yeah. me feel better. I still am out one pair of pants.
0: I mean, it's it's not as if this this needy man of your exact proportions, you know, broke into your mansion and went to your pants closet right. and saw that you had an ocean of pants in his exact size and said, well, if I take one pair of this man's pants, he won't notice. Mm-hmm. I need these pants more than, than he does. Uh, mm-hmm. This person went into a laundromat took these pants that, again, maybe you did need more. This might be your only pair of pants. After all, you're at a laundromat washing one pair of pants. (laughs) This might be your one pair of pants. Who's to say which of you needs it more? Again, I question whether or not this individual exists, but if this is what happened to the pants, no. This person's perceived need for those pants in uh, comparison to yours does not give him the right to just take them.
1: I, I have to agree. I just kind of laughed it off. And again, I just went with the banal and innocuous assumption that she's fucking with me. Because, <laughs> like, again, I, I when I told her this story, I, I prefaced it by saying, so I did the stupidest thing in the world today. You know, so I, I I think it was, but that being said, I will probe further, and uh, and find out and report back.
0: <laughs> Best of luck to you on that. So we're we're coming to uh, you know appro- the approximate end of the amount of time that we might take to to record a podcast. Sure, these things happen. We have a little bit of time, however. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm going to be time boxing you to respond to the thing that i'm about to say (laughs) okay and when i have had enough we will have had enough but at the risk of you answering this question how was the boss baby
1: okay so before my time starts i have to ask
0: (laughs) no this is your your time is starting
1: no okay so uh (laughs) how was the boss baby let me start by saying that uh, i was at a simpsons trivia night this weekend and there was a debate session which was over um well, who is a better character millhouse or ralph obviously the answer is uh martin prince but if you have to choose between those two it's millhouse
0: strongly disagree about the first part and the second part i strongly disagree with all of that but but i'm taking away from your time no Talk no
1: about- pin pa- <laughs> that because we might have to go extra long today. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... I went on a scribe about The Boss Baby. So here's the thing about The Boss Baby. The Boss Baby is a fucking weird movie. I really? didn't like it, but I loved it. It raised way more questions than I had uh, walking in. And also, to start, uh, when I went to the 2 o'clock showing of The Boss Baby with my friend Steven, who listens to this podcast... Um, Uh, I thought it would be funny to cover up with the AMC person. Uh, instead of just buying two tickets so when I bought the tickets I turned to Steve and I said just two dads watching The Boss Baby and I went for the high five and he denied me so uh, yeah no no not good it was a good bit it was a great Mm -hmm. bit so
0: you were going to have to deal with the consequences of choosing to go see this movie I I, I, I I (laughs) I don't respect you going to purchasing a ticket to go see The Fucking Boss Baby and then trying to weasel your way out of it with some excuse about how you're dad p.s where were the children
1: that's what made the bit funny anyway even
0: if you have children you're still just two adults going to see the boss baby alone
1: two daddies going to see the boss baby but anyway it's uh,
0: different when you call yourselves daddies
1: (laughs) i said dads but i meant daddies anyway (laughs) so um the boss baby is a very strange film in which it posits that there are two major corporations uh baby corp and Puppy Co. and they are at furious odds with each other because they both manufacture cuteness. And the first thing that the major motion picture of the bo- the Boss Baby addresses is that question of where do babies come from. It turns out babies come from uh, a company that's ostensibly in heaven called Baby Corp. and they manufacture babies. And at a certain point, there are some babies who are deemed to be middle management. Hence our boss baby.
0: So... The middle management of what? Of Baby Corp. Obviously. What? what, what, You know what? No. Never mind. I'm not not asking these questions. Go ahead. So. What
1: happens is the story of the movie is told through the seven-year-old kid. And it's all like, oh, you know, life was great. It was me and mom and blah, blah, blah. Me and mom and dad. And they sang songs. And I'm a shitty kid. And then the boss baby shows up. And... He like is, he, is the
0: boss baby his brother?
1: Yes, so he's he's a grown up and he's recollecting on the first time he met his little brother, and so he tells you Who that somehow
0: like, rose to the. You know what? No, I said I wasn't asking these questions.
1: Oh, you'll have time. Uh, so anyway, uh, so he like recollects that the boss baby showed up in a taxi, and like literally the boss baby like, is given like a suit and a watch. And the whole thing, and a briefcase, and he jumps out of a taxi, and for some inexplicable reason, does like a James Brown funk dance to the door, um, and knocks on it, and then like the parents pick him up. Anyway, what we find out is that the boss baby is here on a mission of cor- corporate espionage, because the parents work for Mr. and Mrs. Baby, they work for pu- <laughs> they work for Puppy Co. Again, I remind you, Puppy Co is the bitter rival of. Uh, excuse me, Puppy Co is the bitter rival of Baby Co.
0: Didn't and- they already make this movie? They made Cats versus Dogs, and then there was a sequel to Cats versus Dogs, where the cats and the dogs had to bound, had to like come together to fight their mutual threat of babies. Yeah, there and was. A, there I, was like I'm a disgusted Goldfing- that I even know that, but I do know. Yeah, it.
1: there's. A, it's like a Goldfinger reference, if I recall. Like, it Fine. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, also. Please don't interrupt me when I'm talking about the Boss Baby. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. So, it turns out that, again, the Boss Baby is doing a bit of corporate espionage. And much like the CIA and the KGB had a Cold War of their own during the Cold War, uh, (laughs) Baby Corp and uh, Puppy Co. have this war. The Boss Baby has been tasked with finding out what is... Puppy Co's new secret weapon that they're about to develop that is going to win them the war on cuteness. Okay, so it's basically right now, it's basically like an episode of the Americans with a lot more babies' butt cheeks. And um, it turns out that Puppy Co's secret is that they have developed the perfect puppy that is so adorable that no one will ever want babies again. Because remember, babies are a product of Baby Corp. But
0: if there are no more babies, then there will eventually be no more people to want puppies. So, what what is the puppy's ultimate plan? Cuteness. So
1: the uh, not only that the puppies, they've obtained footage of what Puppy Co's plan is, and I am not exaggerating one second, Alexander Thornton, when I tell you that Puppy Co's plan is to debut this new puppy. And launch an icbm an intercontinental ballistic missile to circle the world dropping puppies because that's what people want instead of babies and that's how they're no ultimate- one's
0: gonna wonder why it's raining puppies from a missile that is somehow perpetually orbiting the earth because these puppies are so cute do you want a puppy or not
1: is what i'm well, asking I'm more of a
0: cat person but okay go ahead.
1: also and are you, are you ready for this no yes so you find out during the course of the film dreamworks is the boss baby that the boss baby is going to be rewarded with a promotion when he gets back to baby corp if he manages to stunt the plans of um a a puppy cup and there is a thing where you know he he mentions how like it's very important to him and you know throughout the movie as you might see the beats develop the kid starts to develop a bond with the boss baby like now that they're working together against the common enemy they're now you know getting a little bit more long and he starts to rethink the idea of having a little brother whereas he didn't want one etc but what you come to find out is that there is a special formula that babies have to drink that lets them remain babies and if the Boss Baby fails this mission, he's basically Solid Snake in the first Metal Gear Solid. Not even, in the first Metal Gear. Because he's a rookie, and he's sent on his first mission by Big Boss. And there well, is how actually- is he
0: already the boss?
1: Let me finish. Because he has a boss named Big Boss Baby. And let me tell you, I howled like a goddamn demon when they introduced Big Boss Baby. And uh, Because I love Metal Gear. So anyway, he is, again, snake in Metal Gear 1. He sent in a mission he's supposed to fail. Um, And what he finds out is that if he fails to report back with Puppy Co. uh, And how to thwart this puppy. uh, He will be fired from Baby Co. And what happens when you're fired from Baby Co, Alex, is a fate worse than death. Is that the formula is taken away from you. And you are forced to full adult term.
0: So are there parents like around the world who have the one out of every X number of babies who just remains a baby forever while every other human is continuing to age?
1: Well, again, when they kick the babies down to you, like when you order a baby from baby Corp by, you know, like Len one get past the goalie. Um, then you are given a baby that goes to term because, again, that baby isn't given the formula. That baby is raised on Earth. But the babies that are extra special are the ones that are designated management, and they're the ones that keep Babyco running so that people can keep having babies. But, but being- again,
0: what do their parents think about why their baby stays a baby literally forever you're missing and it. also when you're down do they, on, like, no, no, no. are no. they when, asking why the baby's going to work every day like. no they're
1: not because the baby's on a mission remember he's on a retreat and again the babies that are actually born to parents oh shit hold on don't jump ahead of me uh okay so the babies that are born are supposed to be just babies right and again the boss baby is he starts re- re- he starts um regressing to babydom because he hasn't had the formula because that's only for winners and closers but you find out not only that uh, the CEO of PuppyCo is a scorned fired ex-baby much like Big Boss himself was a uh, a military man who was uh who was betrayed by his own government and you know saw the idea of a world without nations except his um i've been i've been struggling to make this Metal Gear connection for a very long time because i know it's there and now i have something uh, worthy of a medium post but anyway so again, the CEO of Puppy Corp happens to be a former boss baby who was a man a hero with no home and no country who decided to start puppy Co to destroy Baby Co and cuteness as a whole. but what happens at the end of the movie is that when the boss baby wins and they stop the launch and everything, there comes a scrubber team. To the house that removes all traces of said baby. They delete pictures. They warp the parents' minds. Everything so that when the parents wake up, they've never had a child. You know what I mean? There's no trace left of the boss baby. I know what you mean,
0: but I don't know what they mean.
1: There's no trace left of the boss baby. It's but a memory.
0: No, I understand the words you're saying. Just not... The, the the scenario in which someone committed this all to paper and then to an intricately, intricately crafted computer generated image movie uh, that made quite a bit of money.
1: And as of today, several people have posted on my Facebook wall, is yeah. getting a squeak wall.
0: So just before we started this recording, as I was flipping around the internet, uh-huh. uh, I came across this piece of text. Uh-huh. The Boss Baby 2 has officially been announced and be, will be released in theaters on March 26th, 2021, mm-hmm. uh, quite far into the future. DreamWorks Animation sequel to his box office hit will bring back the core creative team behind The Boss Baby, with Alec Baldwin returning to voice the title character. Yes. No word yet if Steve Buscemi, Jimmy Kimmel, Lisa Kudrow, and Toby Maguire will return as well. Directed by Tom McGrath, The Boss Baby is based on award-winning author Someone's Picture Book series and follows the story of a baby, all the stuff you just said, blah, yes. blah, blah. Uh, the Boss Baby made $468 million fucking dollars. Read IGN's review of The Boss Baby, which we thought was an unpleasant, quote, speed-fueled trip through a kid's book, unquote.
1: Yes, it was. And that's what I was getting at is I walked into the boss baby at 220 in the afternoon, 100% clear headed and sober. Alex, when I tell you I walked of that movie at four o'clock feeling hungover, I am not kidding. It was like a kaleidoscopic effect, a psychotropic effect. It was awful. That movie made my fucking head hurt. And I cannot wait to do it again on March 26, 2021, baby. Four years to the day.
0: Let us never speak of this again.